Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everybody. It's Shep Hyken here, back with another episode of Amazing Business Radio. And just a few things before we get started. If you've got an amazing story or a question that you would like to share, all you have to do is reach out to us on any social channel. You'll find me. You'll find me anywhere, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. If you're there, I'm there. And just use the hashtag AskShep, and I'll answer your questions that you send in. I'll either answer them, answer them right there. Uh, here on this show, Amazing Business Radio, or on our TV show, Be Amazing or Go Home, which you can find on Amazon Prime, Roku, Apple TV, uh, just about anywhere you can get streaming TV. So with that in mind, let's jump right into today's episode. Very excited because today we're going to talk about uh, equality, inclusion, um, you know, making assumptions about other people just because of the way they look, the way they act things they wear, the color, whatever. No, we're going to talk about all of that and dispel myths. And we have the perfect person for this, who is Bernadette Smith, the founder and president of Equality Institute. And she is the award-winning author of three books. She started doing this about 2004. And it started where she was a wedding planner and she was dealing with all types of uh, weddings. And then we're going to learn from her, but it's about making assumptions and treating people like people and how important that is to deliver a great customer service experience. Bernadette Smith, welcome to Amazing Business Radio. This is going to be an amazing episode. I know uh, just in the few minutes warming up talking to you, I'm going, oh, this is going to be great. So (laughs) welcome to the show. Thanks, Chef. It's really great to be here. So let's jump right into it. You and I talked about what we want this show to be today, and that is, uh, well, let's talk about one of the most um, recognized incidents of uh, a lack of sensitivity, if you will. Uh, It happened, and I've talked about it on the show. I've written articles about it, and I think they handled it well. Are you going to give me a head nod? Yes, they did, or no, they didn't? Yeah, good, 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 good. I think they handled it really well, and that was the Starbucks incident. That happened about a year and a half ago, maybe? Yes. Yeah. And uh, for those that don't remember, it was Philadelphia, and there were two African-American gentlemen that were asked to leave. They said they were waiting for somebody. One of them went to use the restroom. The manager said, leave. And uh, they said, we're waiting. She didn't believe them. She picked up the phone. She called the police. I don't know how many squad cars showed up to take two people out, but they actually arrested them. And uh, I'll let you take it from here, Bernadette. Welcome to the show, and uh, what a good place to launch from. Yeah, that was that's that story. That what's what happened at Starbucks was really interesting, and it really ignited this conversation around unconscious bias. And and what happened to those gentlemen was unconscious bias. It really was about the assumptions that were made. As soon as the police arrived, the met, the gentleman's friend arrived yeah, as well. Was so, walking yeah, exactly, so, but by that time know, it was too late, wasn't it? It was too late. Mm-hmm. And of course, given the time that we live in, the whole thing was caught on video. So yeah. Yeah. Even, even folks who have the best of intentions and think they're doing the right thing for their employer can mess up. And it was just, it, it was an assumption that was made that, you know, two black guys at a Starbucks are not going to buy anything, right? That was the assumption that was made, essentially. And it was a form of bias. 
And what Starbucks did was they closed all of their stores for a half day mandatory training. And the estimated cost of that to the company was about $10 million. Yeah. Both in the cost of the training itself and in expected revenue loss during that time. And now all new employees are uh, required to undergo this type of training as well. So it certainly set a precedent for the retail industry, for the food service industry. Um, and I, I think it was a, a really good wake up call for a lot of companies. So here's, I think the important point, uh, a couple of things happen. Number one, you have to admire how quickly Howard Schultz, the CEO who's in San Francisco, finds out about the incident and less than, I don't know if it was about, I know it was under 24 hours, but he left that evening to get to Philadelphia. He started dealing with the media. And what he said is, I don't know what we're going to do yet, but I'm going to figure something out. I'm going to let you know as soon as possible, but I want you to know this isn't the way Starbucks likes to operate. We apologize profusely on and on and on. And then the decision was made, hey, in a couple of months, we're shutting down the entire system for the mm -hmm. afternoon. And you're right, $10 million. I think it was probably in not just lost sales, but the salaries of the people they paid mm -hmm. to attend that training. Sure. Do you remember what he said, Bernadette? He said, uh, I don't know if this is going to solve the problem, but at least everybody's going to be aware that we're trying to do something about it. And we hope that others take, um, you know, follow suit and, and mm -hmm. do what we're doing. And Absolutely. I think that was a powerful, bold, bold statement. It was a bold statement. And I think that uh, up until that point, what we had seen in terms of companies with who trained their frontline is that the the frontline employees, whether they are baristas or sales associates or regional managers of sales associates um, or flight attendants, I mean, frontline employees often don't get any kind of training on how to not accidentally offend your customers, yep. right? And, yep. and if you offend, accidentally offend your customers, especially in this era, it can get on video and then it can go viral and then it becomes a PR nightmare. And so because companies have historically not been proactive about this, what was really remarkable about Starbucks is they closed the store, they did the, the reactive training, but then they decided they were going to take a proactive approach going forward. Yep. And I think that is really the great message here is that companies really ought to be proactive about training frontline employees on how to avoid bias or how to not accidentally offend their customers instead of taking a reactive approach after something's already gone wrong, after they've already faced a PR crisis, after they've already been the subject of a viral incident. Yep. And to put a bow on this story, do you remember, uh, do you know the end of the story, the rest of the story, what happened? The guys, they were arrested and taken to jail. Mm -hmm. um, and I kind of, I always joke that it's like, if you get pulled over for a traffic ticket and the police officer starts to write on the ticket, now maybe I don't, Knock on wood, I haven't been pulled over in a long time, but I assume they still write tickets. Uh, but once they put ink onto that piece of paper, they're obligated to finish using that ticket. You've got the ticket. So I'm wondering, once they handcuff the guys, is it too late to say, oh, we made a mistake and let them go? But apparently, uh, seeing as their friend come in uh, didn't deter the police from taking these two down and booking them. Okay. Obviously, the guys got out, and then there was a lawsuit. And do you remember what the outcome was? Didn't the gentleman donate the funds from the lawsuit to some sort of 
inner city yeah exactly neighborhood and and it wasn't like they sued and wanted money it's like you know i think uh starbucks wanted to do something Mm -hmm. just because they felt like they had to they felt so bad and these two they got together with the guys and i think at the end of the day they probably had a nice cup of coffee about it like we go out and have a drink okay but it's starbucks sure. we gotta have a cup of coffee sure. <laughs> you know frappuccino spike it with something if you want to sure go crazy they can have all the coffee they want life. <laughs> so and i really i think that's great funny story um uh, and by the way it doesn't matter what color you are what religion uh what uh, sexual persuasion or uh the hearing impaired and i actually firsthand experienced this i hear pretty much just fine there was a flight attendant that was being a little belligerent towards some of the uh, other uh, passengers on the plane. I did not realize that she was talking to me when she was talking to me. And I'm sitting in the first row and she ultimately will be sitting down in a seat uh, a little bit away, but across from me. And I didn't realize she was kind of from behind talking to me. And it wasn't, and, and because I heard her being this way toward others, I was just ignoring her. And so not realizing she talked to me, she walked away, she sat down, sat next to her friend, another flight attendant said, that guy in the front row is deaf, he can't hear anything we're saying. (laughs) I'm not, I just didn't realize you were talking to me and frankly, I'd ignore you the way you're treating people anyway. And I thought, thought, she just doesn't know And, and what a terrible thing to say. Another flight attendant on an airline, just the other day I'm on it, said, can you believe that and she didn't call him an idiot, but she made him made me feel like that's what she wanted to call him. He doesn't, you know, he, he, he knows we don't take cash for, you know, we're a cashless airline that if you want to buy a drink, you have to use a credit card. How does he not know that? And it's like, you know, maybe he's a first time flyer, you know, okay. you know, so it, I mean, it doesn't matter. It's not about religion, culture, race, whatever. It's anything making assumptions. And I think that's what this is about. Yeah, that's really what it's about. I, I I think ultimately great customer service comes down to asking great questions and treating someone with respect. And it seems like a, a super basic um, point. It seems like it should be, you know, customer service 101. But our brains work really fast. And sometimes they, they put together dots that don't really fit. Um, they connect the dots that don't work. And, you know, and speaking of airlines, there were a few situations that have come up in the past few years that I think are, are worth mentioning as well. Um, it was about, I think, 2016 on Delta Airlines, there was a, a Black woman, a younger Black woman who was on board, and she heard the flight attendant make an announcement that there was a medical emergency and wondered if there were any medical personnel. So the woman whose name is Dr. Tamika Cross, Dr. Tamika Cross, she pressed the button and the flight attendant came over and said, oh no, no, sweetie, we're looking for real physicians and wouldn't believe that this woman was a physician. Oh my. She accepted, the flight attendant accepted the assistance of an older white male doctor and said, and of course the passenger was okay, but it went viral. The, the um, flight, it's the physician, Dr. Tamika Cross, posted it on Facebook. I think it was shared like, you know, 500,000 times. I mean, it, it certainly went viral and it was a really big black eye to Delta. And they did a lot of training as a result of that. But the same thing happened last year. A different young black female physician had the identical experience on board a Delta flight. Wow. And I know uh, we try to do our best 
to eliminate or mitigate and even her best efforts doesn't mean that somebody is going to make that mistake. Once again, it's the way it's handled once it's made uh, mm -hmm. that lets the world know, hey, this is not the way we do business typically. We had a person that wasn't properly trained, handled something wrong. That person is being dealt with. And it's not going to make the problem go away. But I think it's important to let uh, the world know that, you know, if it's whatever major company or even small company brand, it's just the right thing to do is to step up and say, hey, we're sorry. We're doing what we can to keep it from happening. I think the ultimate goal is it just doesn't happen anymore. Let's take a short break. We come back. I want to talk about this. You use the word unconscious bias, which is what's happening here. And uh, I want to talk about a, uh, just maybe another incident or two and maybe uh, some tips on how we could avoid that. You said great questions is a good start. So we'll come right back. Don't go away. This is Amazing Business Radio. Cult is not a scary word. My book, The Cult of the Customer, proves it. It helps you design a strategy to lead customers and employees through five cultural phases or cults. And good news, I have a revised and updated version of the book. The new edition, The Cult of the Customer, will come out on March 17th, 2020. It features case studies, tips, and tactics to guide you on the journey from uncertainty to amazement and build a better customer-focused culture, a cult of the customer. Pre-order the book before March 17th to receive the ebook for free right away along with another special gift. So what are you waiting for? Go to www.cultofthecustomer.com today to order. Join the cult that turns satisfied customers into customer evangelists, the cult of the customer. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio talking with Bernadette Smith of the Equality Institute. And, uh, you know, the Starbucks incident is, is one thing, and I want to get into some tips specifically about how we can avoid, um, you know, cultural bias, uh, any type of bias for that matter. And I think people, just as you mentioned, uh, we were talking at the break, just don't ask the right questions to know. Uh, the, the assumptions that people make are often wrong, and if you don't ask, uh, I actually have this little bit I call asking the extra question. Because some people say one thing and then just make sure and ask another question. Mm -hmm. So uh, share with us, uh, you, you had a great example. Uh, let's talk about it and let's talk about how we can avoid problems like this. Yeah, and another thing that often happens at the front line, particularly at hotels, is, is let's just say two gentlemen who are a gay couple go to check into the hotel. And the front desk will say, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry we have you in a king bed. We should, I, I will fix it right away. We'll make sure you, we give you two doubles. And so the front desk is assuming that those two men are not a couple and therefore that the king bed was a mistake. They're just sharing. That they're the, just, right, right exactly. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. instead of asking the question or verifying the bed selection, they make the assumption that the, the two men are not a couple and would therefore be mortified to get a king bed. So mm -hmm. again, it's just sort of verifying with the guest, with the client, with the customer, what the situation is, ask really good questions to avoid assumptions and lead with curiosity. When you ask a question, it doesn't have to be confrontational. It can just be coming from a place of curiosity. And when you lead with that, with the energy of curiosity and the spirit of curiosity, as opposed to confrontation, 
then the customer is disarmed. They're not going to get defensive. They're not going to challenge you because, you know, you're just being curious. You're just right. doing your job. So it's just really making sure. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's about the tone. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. And, you know, um, this doctor, uh, the woman, woman that you just mentioned, maybe she was young looking. I don't know. But um, what could the flight attendant have said to alleviate herself of the concern that this didn't look like a doctor? Maybe well, I don't actually, know. Maybe she did look like a doctor. I'm just making the assumption this person was, you know, just out of med school. I mean, I don't know. What did she look like? Too young? Sure. Well, you know, that it led to the hashtag, uh, this is what a doctor looks like. <laughs> <laughs> so really that that was the result of one of the one of the viral results of that incident um, was is is because doctors, what does a doctor look like? I mean, really they come in all shapes, sizes, and colors, right? And right. Sexu- sexuality. So so really there is no we shouldn't be making assumptions at all. But the flight attendant could have said to to could have said to the woman, um, can you tell me a little bit about your experience or can you tell me, uh, can you come over and take a look? Right. I mean, yeah. w- w- was the, what, what was the worst thing that could happen if she did not let the woman take a look at the. Right. At the or just say, Hey, what kind of a doctor are you? Sure. What kind yeah. of a doctor are you? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They actually had a policy in which medical credentials were required in order to aid a sick passenger and they didn't even ask her for her credentials. Oh, wow. I think that's a great question to avoid any situation. You're, you're wondering, say, hey, at Delta, uh, we first of all, we appreciate you ringing your, your call, you know, the flight attendant mm-hmm. call button. Uh, at Delta, we need to see your credentials before we let you look at the passenger. Do you have those with you? Well, they actually don't ask that anymore. So they, they changed the policy where they don't ask for credentials anymore, and they are supposed to just let someone assist who claims really? to be a medical professional. That seems because to be a, a lot little, of folks, yeah. A lot of folks don't have their credentials with them if they're traveling for, for leisure, not for work, right? So it's not always something which is easy to come by, but they are supposed to assume positive intent. Wow. I mean, I'm not a doctor, but I play one on TV. Would that be good enough? <laughs> you know what? I think according to Delta flight attendants, you look like a doctor. Okay, there you go. There you go. So um, are there any specific things that people can do to be more inclusive with their behaviors and their questions, especially on the front line as they're dealing with customers? This is going to sound really simple, but our brains move really quickly. And like I said before, they connect those dots, whether or not they make sense or not. And so taking a breath, taking a breath before you put your foot in your mouth. (laughs) I mean, we've all made assumptions and we've all guessed wrong Mm -hmm. about something, right? So taking a breath and really stopping to think before you make an assumption, before you accidentally offend someone. Um, And I know that's, it sounds like easier said than done, or, you know, is it really that simple? It really is. Um, of course, it requires some, some training to really get to that yep. point of remembering to take a breath. But I, when I'm doing a training, one of the emotions I lead with is embarrassment. And have you ever been embarrassed or ashamed or put your foot in your mouth in front of a client or in front of a customer? And, and honestly, most people have. And it's because of an assumption they made. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget a time in which I assumed someone was pregnant and she wasn't, right? Oh, <laughs> and I did that once too. Right. And yeah, I actually, this woman was at her house for a meeting and we're walking her out. And I said, so when are you due? 
her exact words, she looked at me angrily and she said, I'm not due, I'm just fat. Yep. And I went, holy, did I make a mistake? I, uh, I didn't know yep. what I could do. There's nothing I can do. And by the way, uh, it, we're, this is obvious that we're now crossing the line into common sense, not just being able to look at somebody and, and just assume something. This is, you know, oh my gosh, how could yeah. I have made you that You will mistake? never forget that, right? Yeah, yeah. I and, tell a similar story when I'm giving a training about that kind of assumption that I've made and, and people relate they, because everyone has made assumptions and guessed wrong. Mm -hmm. And that's really what this comes down to is slowing down so that you don't make an assumption and guess wrong. And because I work with so many companies with frontline employees, a lot of times that means that the trainings that we do are, I do trainings and trainers. So I'm training managers and regional managers and district managers who then train their employees who are, maybe they're only having a 15 minute stand-up meeting a day, or maybe they're having a weekly conference call. So really it's about breaking these tips down into very quick, um, very quick ideas, very quick concepts that are integrated into their existing conversations with frontline employees. So I don't think this is rocket science. I think it's, it's not. Uh, a little bit of common sense mixed up, uh, mixed in with uh, purposefulness of, of action. And uh, that all does come down to training. That's what I want to talk about next. But first, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk more with Bernadette Smith and about training. How do you train people to be more inclusive, to not make uh, assumptions, to avoid unconscious bias? We're coming right back. Don't go away. Are you ready to be amazing? Of course you are. And that's why you tune into Amazing Business Radio. If you like what you're hearing here, you're going to love my new TV show, Be Amazing or Go Home. Each episode is devoted to sharing ideas to help you be amazing in both your business and personal lives. We also feature an app or technology every week that you're going to find fascinating, and we always have at least two guests on the show. The show is now available on Amazon Prime, Roku, C-Suite TV, and more, so the choice is yours. Be amazing or go home. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. We are back on Amazing Business Radio, talking with Bernadette Smith. This is, uh, I love this topic. It's a sensitive topic. Some people might be a little uncomfortable from the very get-go when we started talking about your background and what you did. And, and I hope they are uncomfortable, but I hope they've also, if they had any discomfort, stuck with us this far to understand that, hey, you've got customers. And if you want customers to do business with you, uh, you can't make uh, bad assumptions. Uh, unconscious bias, if you will. And the best way to start to create the culture that does that is through training and uh, sensitivity training, inclusiveness training. So let's talk about that training, especially as it applies to the frontline and customers. Yeah, I think that's, that's really, that's right on. And, and when it comes to training, we really have to meet the frontline where they're at. Mm -hmm. And for some companies, that means that frontline employees have a morning huddle or they have a, a, you know, a stand-up every day, or maybe it means that they have a, a sales force in the field and they just have a weekly conference call or biannual sales meetings. So we go to those, uh, we, as a trainer, I don't go to the sales meetings or the, um, or the morning huddles, but I do train trainers. I do train managers, regional managers, district managers to, to ba basically be me in those situations and, and give tips that can be absorbed in, you know, 
one, two, three, five minutes um, during those morning huddles, during those stand-up meetings to be really uh, intentional about being inclusive. When I do that, I, I really try to look at an organization's core values and, and their existing training, and how can we embed these concepts of inclusion and these concepts of not making assumptions and, and simple respect into their existing training and core values. So let's just say a company, one of their core values is customer service. And that's really, really- What a great topic for this show. Yeah, <laughs> right? So a lot of companies have a, a core value of providing excellent customer service, right? And so my question to them is, how can you provide excellent customer service when you are making wrong assumptions about mm -hmm. your customers? Yep. So when we think about it that way, and we're not talking about, oh, this is just a boring diversity training, this is just another way to provide excellent customer service and, and ask great questions, it really ch it changes the conversation. Yep. I don't want to be like a, you know, the boring diversity training that everyone is wanting to avoid or no one wants to show up to. That's not what this is about. This is just about making your customers, your clients, your guests feel welcome. Yep. So many, many, many years ago, I've never told this story, but this is what you just reminded me of. I'm about 22, 23. I was driving an old beat up car. The car actually had 185,000 miles on it. And I remember I'd saved my money to go buy a really nice brand new car. And I went to the dealership. I had my blue jeans and a nice shirt on. And I got out of this really wreck looking car. Uh, and nobody approached me to help me. They saw me drive in. This guy's not going to buy anything. I left. And I went back and I told my dad. And my dad said, let's go. And he drove me in his nice car. And the moment we walked in, no, they were falling over us to take care of us. And, and I'll never forget, I didn't want to buy a car there that day. Mm -hmm. And uh, ended up talking to the manager. My dad kind of knew who he was, and we explained what happened, and they gave me a sweet deal. So, <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, that is a form of bias. Just of by the way I, the car I drove, mm -hmm. you know, caused them to be, you know, uh, unconsciously biased. So mm -hmm. the training. Uh, we, we put them through maybe some type of a session, but it can't be done once. That's why you mentioned in their morning huddles, in their routine, maybe it's, I would hope it would be more than once every six months or a year, yeah, but they need to be given tips. And you said two or three minutes is all it takes. So I think yeah. what it is, it's a reminder. You know, the tip is probably not as important as just the fact that you're talking about it. Exactly, exactly. And, and also saying, like I said before, if we talk about the different kinds of emotions, well, how did it feel when you, you know, embarrassed yourself in front of a customer? Has mm -hmm. that happened lately? Has anyone had any experience where they caught themselves or, and really to sort of to share and have those types of conversations candidly? And the tips are things like, um, the tips are things like ask better questions, don't make assumptions. You know, they're they're really simple, they're really practical, and anyone can do it. But we have to have the practical conversations, and that really requires the managers themselves to share stories. Mm -hmm. So training in this context, even if it's even if we just have five minutes, is half of it is storytelling. Yep. Do you remember uh, the movie Pretty Woman? Of course, yeah. Do you remember the scene when nobody would wait on her? Mm -hmm. And then remember the, the uh, I actually wrote about this and I included the, a little clip of that video in there when she walks by the store that went with all those bags. 
<laughs> in her hand filled with expensive clothes. What sure. did she say? She said, uh, oh, she said, she looked at her and said, remember me? You wouldn't wait on me? Yeah. Big mistake. <laughs> Big mistake. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. so this is great. All right, we're down to the end uh, where we have to ask you the one thing question. And if we were to walk away and you want us to remember one thing, what would it be? My one thing for today is to ask better questions. Ask great questions of your clients. And sometimes that means that we change the, the, the forms which are used. So if it's a sales associate, maybe we are rewriting the intake form and maybe we're asking for, here's an, here's an example, more than two gender options. Or maybe we're asking providing gender neutral honorifics for folks who might be transgender or non-binary. And that's a whole other rabbit hole I'm not going to go down. Mm -hmm. But sometimes asking better questions starts with forms and policies as well. Yeah. And, and you know, today you see, uh, as you fill out surveys, they want to know background, you know, where you're from, uh, the culture you're from, prefer not to answer. Mm -hmm. uh, male, female, and now there's a third option mm -hmm. uh, often. Uh, so, and, and say, hey, when you're, when you're putting down, you know, how much income do you earn? There's always that prefer not to answer. I think you always give the opportunity for somebody not to share if they don't want to share, mm -hmm. but give them the opportunity to share if they want to. And it's important for you to know so that you can handle the situation appropriately without putting your foot in your mouth and making the mistake. Exactly. You got it. That's what we're trying to do is avoid making assumptions so you don't accidentally offend your customers. Yep. So Bernadette, uh, Equality Institute, uh, what is the URL in case somebody wants to reach you? The URL is theequalityinstitute.com. There you go. Theequalityinstitute.com. Thank you so much, Bernadette, for being on the show. This was a great interview. You've enlightened us. Uh, yeah, I think you've inspired us, and you've made us even more aware of what and how we need to act with not just customers, but everybody. That's right. Thanks a lot, Shep. Have All right, one. everybody. That's another interview. We're wrapping up, and I can't wait till next week. We're going to have another outstanding interview, so please come back. And until then, remember, Shep Hyken here reminding you to always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.